the scripture that was read earlier by Brother Gadget was taken from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 22, verses 15 to 22. And I repeated it because there were some who were on the line now who weren't on the line this, earlier this afternoon. So it's from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 22, verses 15 to 22. And it reads as this. Then went the Pharisees and took counsel how they might entangle him in his talk. And they sent out unto him their disciples with the Herodians, saying, Master, we know that you are true and teaches the way of God in truth. Neither careish you for any man, for you regardest not the person of men. Tell us, therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived that their wickedness and said, Why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? Show me the tribute money. And they brought unto him a penny. And he said unto them, Whose is this image and superscription? Well, in other words, whose is this image of picture and wording? They say unto him, Caesar's. Then said he unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. Amen. When they had heard these words, they marveled mm. and left him and went their way. Praise be to God. Praise Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Mm. To give some context to what's happening. In chapter 21, Jesus Christ had cleansed the temple of the money changers, of the sellers of doves, of all the um, exchangers. And he was followed into the temple by the blind and the lame and the children. And he healed the blind and he healed the lame mm. and he blessed the children. Mm. And the children were praising God and that's when you know, Jesus said those famous words, out of the mouths of babes and sucklings you have perfected praise. praise. And this was what was happening in the temple. And when this happened the chief priests and the scribes were upset. Mm. Yeah? The chief priests, the scribes, were upset with what happened. And they made up their mind that something had to be done about mm. Jesus. Mm. That was the pivotal 
moment. That moment was one of the key moments for them to say they've got to take out Jesus. And it brought them to this place where they met together and they took counsel, as it says in verse 15, mm-hmm. how they might entangle him in his talk. So they came together, all these diverse groups, to plot and plan how they might set Jesus up. Yeah? So that they could actually get rid of him. And remember, before Jesus came as fully God and fully man, there was silence. God had stopped talking through even his prophets. No one was having visions. No one was having dreams from God for 500 years. Due to the rebellion of his people, God had been silent to his people. And it was only from the coming of John the Baptist, the forerunner, of Christ and Jesus Christ then people started to have visions have uh, have see things, see signs, see wonders Amen, sorry mm. hold on a minute <clears throat> people started to see things and they started to realise that times were changing mm. so now we have these groups you have the Herodians who were the political elite. So they were the ones who were interested in the business, in the commerce. They had relationships with the Romans, with King Herod. That's why they were called Herodians. And you had the Pharisees. And the Pharisees were the religious elite. Amen? They were the religious um, elite. So they were the strictest of all the Jews. So you would think that that group, at the very least, would know better. But here we see the the Pharisees, the religious elite, theoretically in bed with the Herodians, the politicians. Mm. Yeah. And you had all of these other groups, they come together to decide how they were going to get rid of Jesus Christ. And they decided, as verse 15 said, that they were going to entangle him. Yes? That's the word they use, entangle him. That means bind him up, trick him. Uh, entangle him in his talk so verse 16 and the, the, the way I'm going to bring this word is going to be like an exegesis type of sermon I'm going to go from verse to verse yeah mm-hmm. so and um, so in verse 16 they, dis- they come to Jesus and they say to Jesus master we know that you are true and teaches the way of God in truth. Neither careish you 
for any man, for you regard not the person of men. So what they were doing here was using deception. Yeah, They were using deception to come to Jesus to make him lower his guard, to make mm-hmm. him feel that they're coming as his friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is a typical strategy of the enemy. Sometimes oh, yeah. the enemy will come as a friend or the enemy yeah. will come as a good offer. So, it's, you know, there's a saying that says, if it's too good to be true, then it normally isn't true. Yeah, mm. you've heard that saying? That yeah. They're coming now to say, like, yes, they're coming now to hear and learn from Jesus. Mm. And they said to ask to Jesus, tell us, therefore, tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar or not? Mm-hmm. Is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar or not? Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, in Revelation chapter 12, it talks about Satan being the accuser of the brethren. Mm-hmm. Yeah? The Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And it's through the spirit of Satan speaking through these men is trying to entangle Jesus because even though these men naturally think it's them that's there in the supernatural realm there's only light or dark Uh, Amen. amen in the supernatural realm there's only God or there is emptiness or evil in the supernatural realm there's only right or wrong there's no gray areas with God Mm. yeah so when we see these men coming deceptively to Jesus it's under the influence of the enemy Mm. because they're looking to subvert what God has set and what God wants to be good for men here on earth so it's only the enemy that is using these men to come to Jesus, to come mm-hmm. against Jesus with their de- devious plots. But mm-hmm. I want to say today that whatever plot, whatever snare, the enemy has even arranged for you, the hearer of this message today, I rebuke every plot and snare of the enemy Amen. in the yes. mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And I speak the words of God that no weapon formed against Amen. you shall prosper yes. and Amen. every tongue risen up against you in judgment shall be condemned. Amen. Because Jesus this name. is the heritage of the children of the Lord. Of the Lord. Amen. Amen. To God. Hallelujah. They didn't know, though, who they were dealing with. They didn't know that who they was dealing with. They thought they used to see Jesus in the natural as a as a natural man. They didn't understand that he was the fulfillment of all of the prophecies going back thousands of 
and hundreds of years through different mm -hmm. prophets in different times on different parts of the world, all pointing to a time when God himself would dwell with men. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So Jesus didn't just come out of nowhere. If you read in the Old Testament, you will see the prophecies of Isaiah. You will see the inspiration of the Holy Spirit speaking through King David in the books of Psalms, pointing towards a time when God will come. So they thought that they were going to come to Jesus, pose this question, and trick him. Hmm? The title of the service today, the title of the word, the sermon, is the question of tribute. And that's the question that they pose to Jesus that day. The question of tribute. In verse mm -hmm. 17, they said to Jesus, What thinkest you? Is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar or not? Mm -hmm. And when you look at the strategy of... Um, tricking or entanglement is the action of tricking someone into committing a crime in order to secure their prosecution um. yeah it's to trick people to commit a crime in order to secure their prosecution because if Jesus had answered these men yes it is lawful to pay tribute to Caesar, then Jesus standing before his followers and his mm. disciples would have gone right down to rock bottom. Mm. They would have been saying, how can he be speaking the things of God and at the same time he's saying pay tribute to Caesar? Mm. Yeah? Right? The defenders of the Roman state would have dealt a psychological blow to the mm -hmm. followers of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the perceived power of Rome would have been endorsed by Jesus if he had said, yes, pay your tribute to Caesar. And then therefore the will of the people would have been finally broken and the rulers would have ruled without compulsion. Mm -hmm. And when you look at what's happening even today, it's a very similar scenario with what's happening in the world today, where the will of the people, the independence of the people, is, is under threat. Yeah? Where people will soon have to ask themselves this same question. Which God do they serve? Amen? Who do they serve? Because when they asked Jesus this question, yeah, it is to trick him. And if Jesus had said no, if Jesus had said no, don't pay tribute to Caesar, the Pharisees, the Herodians, they would have then had a legal right to arrest Jesus as teaching rebellion. But what they didn't know was that Jesus himself is so that we are to be wise as a serpent yes. and calm as, as a dove. Yes. Amen. Wise Amen. as a serpent, yet harmless mm. as a dove. Mm. 
They thought that if there's only two ways this man can answer, yes or no, and Mm -hmm. either way, it's going to defeat him. It's going to entangle him. Either way, it's going to cause problems for the Son of God. I don't know if you ever heard of this saying. There's a saying on the street called keeping it real. I don't know. When I was growing up, there was was a saying with the guys when I was a young man called keeping Mm -hmm. it real. And keeping it real is basically being roguish. It's being gangsterish. It's just being basically Mm -hmm. lashing out, right? And in keeping it real, it'll be like, for example, if you was in a scenario, let's say you went to a nice restaurant and someone, you're sitting down and the waiter passed by and he accidentally spilt something on your table, yeah, or he stepped on your toe, yeah. Now, some of these guys that I grew up with, they will say they're going to keep it real. So keeping it real would mean they would flare up, they would lash out, they would cuss and fight, and they'll cause an almighty scene. And that's mm-hmm. what they were called, um, keeping it real, yeah. But mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing they wanted to pro- provoke Jesus to do. Mm-hmm. But what, I, what Jesus did, he did what is more than keeping it real. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Because Amen. in verse 19 and verse 20, he says to them, why do you tempt me, you hypocrites? Mm. Because yes. he had perceived their wickedness. He mm. had perceived where they were coming from. When they asked him that question, mm. is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar or to not? Mm. And then Jesus then goes in verse 19, show me the tribute money. Mm-hmm. And they brought the money to him. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And when they brought the money to him, Jesus asks them, Whose is this image and superscription? And why that's important is because the paying of tribute was part of the law for countries that were bound under Rome that were mm. governed and ruled by Rome, but they had a degree of independence. So what they would do, Romans would make them do, is every single year, like it was a tax, you would have to buy this coin. You had to buy this coin. And on this coin, it had this coin was only for the tax. This was not a coin that you use in normal daily affairs, like going to the shops. It was only a coin to pay tribute to Caesar. Mm. And the reason why they call it the tribute coin, or is it the, the, the coin to pay tribute to Caesar, is because of the wording that was on the coin. And on this coin, it would have the picture of Caesar, and this writing around the coin, in those days, and when Jesus was there, Caesar was Caesar Augustus. It would say Caesar Augustus, son of the God Augustus. Oh. So when they went and they would pay this tribute coin, they were basically accepting Caesar's claim to be God. Hmm. Yeah, that's what was happening here. 
So when a lot of people read this text, they don't really understand why was it so important? Why is it so um, important about paying tribute to Caesar? Because Jesus now asks them, whose image and wording is it on the coin? And what's really interesting is that Jesus didn't have the coin. Yeah? Mm -hmm. His disciples didn't come and say, here's the coin. It was the same men who came to entangle him that had the coin. Yeah? They came to Jesus, and Jesus showed them what is on this coin. And when they explained, and they said, um, it's, they showed him the image, and they said, it's Caesar's image, and it's Caesar's words. Jesus turned to them and said, Render to Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's hallelujah. Mm -hmm. What Jesus yeah. meant when he said these words to these men was that they, even though they are scribes, even though they are Pharisees, even though they are the, the lawmakers for Israel, and even though they're serving in the temple, they have already in their hearts are serving Caesar. Already in their heart, they mm. were serving Caesar. They was already paying tribute to Caesar. Mm. Just so that they could survive. Mm. Just so that they could have this sense of normality. But what it really showed was in their soul, their soul was dark and empty to the things of God. Mm. Mm? Because could they really offer tribute to Caesar if they were the Lord's minister? Could you really have a coin that says, call Caesar the son of God, and you go and you buy this coin, and you trade and you pay into this coin to the Roman accountants every year just so you tick that box? And you continue with this charade of normality. And that's why Jesus showed them up. Mm. They thought that they could come to Jesus and he would just answer them yes or no. Yes, continue to pay your, your tribute to Caesar. And if you continue to pay it, he will, he will be fine for you. Because they knew if he'd said yes, that in the eyes of the people, they would, the people would know this can't be a prophet of God. The people would know that John the Baptist would never pay a tribute to Caesar. He couldn't pay a tribute to Caesar for all the money in the world. And they know that if Jesus had said no, then they, the same priests, the same scribes, would have ammunition to go to Caesar and say, here's a man 
preaching rebellion against you, against your laws, against what you have put in place. Arrest him. Uh-huh. You see it there? Uh-huh. But what Jesus said to them, he just showed to them themselves which side they were on. And that's why Jesus said in 21, render to Caesar the things which are Caesar's. So if you want to serve Caesar, if you want the things of what Caesar is offering you, if you want the cares of Caesar's world, if you want the sense of normality under Caesar's rulership, continue. That's what Jesus is saying. Continue. Do whatever they are telling you to do. Yes. Hmm? Do whatever they're telling you to do for this normal life. We see today, right now, they're pressuring people to get vaccinated. They're pressuring mm. people to accept their rules. They're, they're taking people's civil liberties away. Mm. Mm. And the Bible says that your body is the temple of the living God. When you Amen. have the Holy Spirit within you, yes. you have the yes. presence of God within yes. you. And it doesn't yes. mean that you are immune to any sickness. It doesn't mean that you are immune to any diseases. It just mm -hmm. means that you put your faith and your trust in the living God and not in Amen. Caesar and the things Amen. of this world. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Praise mm -hmm. be to God. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, give to Caesar the things which are Caesar's and to God the things that are gods. Mm. Now, what are the things that are gods? Further down mm. in the same Matthew 22, Jesus was approached by a, a, a young lawyer, the Bible describes this man. Mm. And he asked Jesus, what is the greatest of all the commandments? Which is yeah. a good question to ask the Lord. What, what is the most important commandment that I should hold on to? You've got mm. Genesis to, you know, nowadays we have Genesis to Revelation. If, if, if mm. you could narrow it all down to just one or two um, statements or pillars mm. or foundations, what would it be? Mm. You know, because mm. not everybody can read and, and grapple and understand the whole Bible, Genesis to Revelation. Some people, mm. you just have to give it to them, the, the very basics. And, yeah. and, you know, and they hold on to that. And mm. that is enough to see them true. And when this man came to Jesus, he asked Jesus that question. What is the most important of the commandments? What is the greatest? Mm. Jesus said to him in verses 37 to 39, that you mm. love the Lord your God. You love the Lord your God Amen. with all of your heart yes. and with all of your soul mm. and with all of your mind. Praise God. Mm. Hallelujah. Yes. All of your heart, mm. all of your soul, yes. and all of your mind. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is the first and the great commandment. Amen. Hmm? Even when you read in Exodus 
and you read in Genesis, when God gave his commandments, this was the first one, to love mm. the Lord thy God. Uh, yeah. Hallelujah. To love he who has created you. Yeah. Yes? He who has cre- taken time to create you, to give you your identity, before you were formed, even in your mother's womb, God knew you. Hmm? God knows every hair on your head. He knows everything you do, everything mm. you're going to do, everything yeah. about you. God knows. Yeah. And God. God loves you. And that's why the first commandment, all God wants is you to show him love. Oh, Amen. praise God. Hallelujah. Mm. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with mm. all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind this is the first and the great commandment and the second is like unto it you shall love your neighbor as yourself hallelujah praise be to God so when Jesus said to these men these hypocrites these deceivers yeah men pretending to be serving him but really, they were just surviving, subsistence living. They were just about surviving under the rulership of Caesar. Mm. Hypocrites. They yes. came to Jesus. That's why when Jesus said, give to Caesar the things which are his, mm-hmm. but on to give to God the things that are God's. Uh, Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Amen. This, this question is a very important question, even mm. for today. Mm-hmm. Mm? Even for today and times to come. Because in yeah. the not-too-distant future, in the not-too-distant future, it, w- it will be even illegal to classify yourself as a Christian soon. Mm-hmm. If you can't see the times are changing, they don't do it all in one go. They take it bit by bit. Mm-hmm. There will come a time, and this is why you need to have your hard copy Bible and not be just dependent on Bibles on the phone. Because mm-hmm. there will be a time when the Bible can be considered offensive in some countries. Mm-hmm. There are countries already in the world, if you have found in possession of a Bible, you could be thrown in jail. Why are they so afraid of the Word of God? Mm-hmm. Hmm? Why are they so afraid of the Word of God? A Muslim, a Hindu, a Buddhist, they, they, they're given carte blanche, any support in any workplace to follow their faiths, to observe their holy days. But when it comes to the Christian, the Christian is resisted and even ridiculed and even ostracized in some workplaces. The moment you say that you are a, a Christian, it just goes to show that when you remove the veil, when you remove the veil of so-called normality, it looks normal to the natural eye. But just as Jesus has exposed these, to these priests and to these scribes, they were already on the side of Caesar. Because mm. they were already in possession of the coin. 
they were already paying into it mm. just so that they could continue and live life the way that they think life is supposed to be lived. Mm. And in the not too distant future, there will be places, I'm not saying in the UK, but there will be places in the world where if you don't come onto the side of Caesar, you will be blacklisted. Mm. If you, there are countries and places in the world where if you don't come onto the side of Caesar, you'll be prevented from flying. There are places and countries in the world in time to come where if you don't come on the side of Caesar, yeah, you can be barred from even certain establishments. Um. Yeah? And this is what I mean. The whole system is under the, the, the authority of Caesar, if I'm going to use his name. Not literally, but what I'm saying to it is figuratively for anything that is anti-Christ. Mm. Yeah? I'm using the name Caesar, but it's basically anything that is anti-Christ. And in times to come, in the future, even to have a possession of a Bible, already we can see, you know, mm. Christian groups, Christian tours, Christian evangelicals are being barred preaching the gospel they're being yeah. barred from certain countries western so-called quote-unquote christian countries have barred ministers from coming to their country to hold mm. evangelical meetings so even though to most people's eyes everything looks normal just as it did to these men here with G during jesus days in answering their question Jesus removed the scale. Mm. He said, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, but to God the things that are God's. Hallelujah. And I want to say to the saints today, and the God that we serve, the Lord God Almighty, he is the same God yesterday, the same God today, and the same God forever. And I remember in the scriptures when David was a young boy. King David was a young boy. And he was sent, he had, was in charge of all the sheep for his father, which was a menial, demeaning position as far as his brothers were concerned. They had better things to do. So David was the one, the little one, who was out tending the sheep. And God had his hand upon David. God has said, this is the one who belongs to me. Hallelujah. Mm. Praise be to God. Thank you, Jesus. And any child of God <clears throat> is the same joint heir in the kingdom of God as David was, mm? Mm. as the disciples was. Mm. Yeah? We are all joint heirs in the kingdom of God. From the moment you believe in Jesus Christ, as your personal Lord and Savior, you believe he died on the cross for you, then you are in the kingdom of God. Mm. You receive the Holy Spirit and you become saved. And mm. the point that I'm getting to is that the same God who protected David is the same God who will protect you. Hallelujah. Because Amen. you belong to God. The word Jesus said, give to God the things 
that are God's. And I remember in the Bible in Samuel, when David was a young man, he had, he had defeated lions, he had defeated bears who tried to steal or attack the sheep. And then they faced a big threat in Goliath. This is in 1 Samuel chapter 17, when Goliath stood as an enemy to the nation of God. And at this time, God was, had his hand upon his people in his nation. He had just had King Saul installed as their first king. And this enemy of God's people would stand before God's armies for 40 days. So for 40 days, he would come out. He would curse God. And he would curse God's people. He would ridicule them. And he, Goliath was a big giant. He was saying, send one man out to me. One. One man to come and meet me here and fight. Yeah? <clears throat> and the entire nation of, the, of God's army, all his captains, all of his guards, were petrified to fight. Yes. They were oh, totally intimidated by the Philistines. Mm. Not only did they have a big number, but they had giants among them, of which Goliath was apparently the worst. Mm. And then this little boy, David, this little boy who was out in the field tending to sheep, he came there to bring some beverages and food to his brothers who were on the front line. Mm. And when he heard what was going on, this is David, the little boy, when he heard that every day this Goliath was standing and cursing them, and we're still cursing God who we call upon, yeah, he was cursing God. David said to himself, Mm? that he will go and fight the Philistine. And mm -hmm. what moved David to be confident to stand yeah. against the Philistine is because of what he said to Saul, the king. He said, the Lord that had delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me he will yeah. deliver me out Amen. of the hand of this Philistine. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. To God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. He will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. In other words, that was confirming what Christ was said. Give to God the things that are God's. Hallelujah. Put your faith <clears throat> and your trust in God, hallelujah, Amen. and not in Caesar's machinations and deceptions that will just enslave the people. David was to face off with Goliath. And the long and short of it is initially they gave him swords, they gave him armor, but it was too big for him. He was a little boy. So he said, I can't fight Goliath with these things. I can't fight him in the way that they are used to fighting. Mm. Because, you know, the, it's just like saying, the, you know, the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare 
are not carnal. Hallelujah. They are not carnal through God, but they are mighty through God. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and the casting down of every imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Our weapons are not carnal, so we don't fight by literally going on the street and tamping down man. We fight in the supernatural. Hallelujah. Through calling upon the Lord of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is how we warfare. Hallelujah. And this was what um, gave David, this little boy, the confidence to step out beyond all the captains and the guards and the, and the, the strong men of King Saul's army. And he went and he engaged with uh, Goliath. Mm. And how did he fight? He didn't fight him with a sword. He didn't fight him with a shield. He didn't fight him even with a spear. He fought him with what God had given him from when he was in the field. He oh, fought him with a these stones in a slingshot. And Amen. he aimed the slingshot straight at Goliath as Goliath was coming to him. Jesus. He aimed the slingshot and wham! Yes. Right into his temple. And Goliath yes. fell down dead. And then when he ran up, up to Goliath on the floor, Goliath was lying down now on the floor. Everybody is shocked to see this giant just down on his back. Now this little boy, David, they runs up on him. He takes Goliath's own sword and, and mm. chops off his head. Mm. Mm? As evidence to show King Saul what the God that we serve, how great mm. God actually is. Hallelujah. When you give to God, as David did tonight, the things that are God's, God will see you through. Hallelujah. Praise God. When you are willing to give to God the things that are God's, he will see you through. He will protect you. He will deliver you. He will hear your prayers. He will heal your land. He will give you peace when you are in distress. He will Amen. give you his strength when yes. you feel weak. And Hallelujah. he will give you his peace when you feel Hallelujah. Because as we said earlier in the scripture, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. Praise him and magnify his name with me today. Praise him and glorify and exalt his mighty name. Hallelujah. And I pray today, I'm praying today for you guys on the phone today and anyone hearing this sermon is that God will open the windows of heaven above you. Hallelujah. That you will know he is real. That you will know his presence is there with you, whether in the car, whether in your room, whether in the city, wherever you are, God is there with you. And I also pray that God will allow your tests Hear me now. He will allow your tests, because we're all going to face tests of different types, but he will allow your tests to make you um, know he is true to you today. 
Amen. 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 Praise be to God. Saints, be blessed. Hallelujah. Be blessed. And render to God the things that are God's. And you know what is God's? You are God. Thank you.